0: As we walk along the way Help us lead them in your truth Knowing you alone can save Solely dependent on your grace You are God We are Your.
1: Welcome to Parenting the Word. This is Chris. And I'm Naomi. And today we are going to talk about a potentially controversial topic. Controversial, rather, (laughs) topic. And that topic is the gift of no. Yes, parents. It's actually a good, gracious, and loving thing to tell your kids no. So we live in a day and age where so-called experts are telling us that if you tell your kids no, if you give them these types of boundaries and make these decisions for them... And then this is actually harmful for their psychological development because they need to be able to autonomously do all of these things and make these decisions for themselves and figure out things for themselves.
0: Which in reality, our children are born with a sinful nature. We are their older brothers and sisters, hopefully one day in the Lord. Hopefully they will be saved. And we are imparting wisdom to them. We are placed here to love them, to teach them, to lead them, to teach them how to control their emotions, to teach them how to control their feelings, you know, to keep them safe. And so we see in the Bible where we are told that when people were in rebellion to God, they did whatever was right in their own eyes. Right. And our society is rife with that right so
1: it's actually a bad thing to do whatever is right in your own eyes
0: exactly so we must teach them to obey God and God has placed them under our authority and so we must lovingly that that's we'll get into that in a different podcast very lovingly teach them and lead them and shepherd them but we must require obedience because one day this is going to impact their salvation right right Because they can't obey, if they can't obey us, they're going to have a really hard time obeying God.
1: Right. So let me read two things going off of that. So, first, even from the very beginning, God has been establishing boundaries and telling his children no as an act of love and grace. So, in Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So similar to a father or mother telling their child, Hey, don't touch that stove. It's hot. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or don't go near that, the pool. You can't swim yet. Mm. This is a dangerous, is a life and death situation. And that God is telling his children, no, putting uh, setting boundaries for them. So let me read this as well. This is from J.C. Ryle. The book is called The Duties of Parents, and he says, you will see many in this day who allow their children to choose and think for themselves long before they are able, and even make excuses for their disobedience as if it were a thing not to be blamed. To my eyes, a parent always yielding and a child always having its own way are a most painful sight. Painful? Because I see God's appointed order of things inverted and turned upside down. Painful because I feel sure the consequence to that child's character in the end will be self-will, pride, and self-conceit. You must not wonder that men refuse to obey their Father which is in heaven if you allow them, when children, to disobey their Father who is upon earth.
0: And when was that written?
1: This? When the 1800s. I don't know the... I have to look at the exact date.
0: And it's amazing how that is so applicable today. The things that he's talking about there. In our homes, we are not autonomous dictators. We are submitting to God, to our employer, to our local church. You know, I'm submitting to my husband, and then my children are submitting to us. And so, or our children are submitting to us. And so, There is this created order that God has placed, and it's a good thing. And so we're teaching our children this from a very young age. Now, where we got this name (laughs) for this episode is from Tim Hawkins. You can look him up. He's got the gift of no, or he also has said Dr. No. And he jokes about how when his kids come to him, you know, and he uses all these clever ways to say, like, this old man, he said no, you know. And so he (laughs) says, I got a whole bag of." No, you know, he just keeps going on with that about just being able to tell your children no, that they you don't need to tell them yes for everything because that is child centered parenting, that is not gospel centered parenting. There's an article that I have here in front of me from Desiring God called Parents Obey God and Require Obedience, and it talks about right from the very beginning how the Victorian era children were basically told to be seen and not heard. And, and so now people have gone to the other extreme where they tried to be their child's peer, which doesn't make any sense because your child has literally been alive for a few years and hasn't even developed vocabulary. Their brain is still developing. It's actually quite harmful for us to abdicate the huge glorious responsibility we have to shepherd our children and to instruct our children and telling them no is loving that's what we really want to talk about today it's not a harsh thing or a strict thing you know of course we'll get into more details about our relationships with our children and how that all fleshes out but we do want to be lovingly strong with our children. We want to be strong leaders. And they need to know, if I do this, I will be disciplined for it. I will say there are these two books that Chris and I have read that I'm going to encourage for you to read. If you have not read them, please There is nothing else that is so important as you being a parent to your children. It is probably the greatest responsibility you will ever be given. You have souls in your home. And so please read Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp and then Instructing a Child's Heart by Ted and his wife Margie Tripp.
1: They're really good books.
0: They are just filled with meat. And if you ever have the opportunity to hear Ted Tripp speak that would be a huge blessing to you. We've been able to listen to him like five times.
1: (laughs) Every time it's great. (laughs) And it's,
0: and yeah, it's just as helpful every time. It never gets old. You know, he talks about in his book, how when our kids, first of all, we are obeying God by requiring obedience, just like I just read. Mm -hmm. And then they are protected when we are obeying God. And then they are obeying us. They are protected because God says when you honor your father and your mother, you will have a long life and things will go well for you. And you will live long in the land. Okay, so that's what God tells us. And so they are in danger when we are not demanding obedience. They are in difficulty and hardship. And so, and of course, we need to do this carefully. What What else would you like to say before I go into this? So,
1: sure, so I would say, um, because you were talking about not being child-centered, but be gospel-centered instead. Mm-hmm. I, I, kinda, I guess I just want to kind of discuss that a little bit. So when you're focused on the child and the child's needs above anything else, it really, we've already used this inverts or flips on its head, mm-hmm. uh, what they should be learning about the gospel and about God. So God gives the people of Israel the Ten Commandments to give them very clear guidelines as to the best way to live right? And the reason why he gave them those is to see that you can't measure up, and that's why, you know, and then Jesus came, and all these things work together. We talked about this on earlier episodes, but the point is that God is very clear about his boundaries, his rules, and because he loves his children, and why should we be any different to not expect obedience to lay out rules and boundaries for our kids as well? Because we want to teach them to love and honor God. We want to teach them to obey God. We want to teach them what the gospel looks like. Because if we're teaching them a psychological, child-centered mm-hmm. perspective on life, then it's going to be very difficult for them to understand anything about God, because that really is antithetical mm-hmm. to what we learn in the Bible.
0: Yeah. And I'm you know, i reminded of some different things that we've gone through with our children. <laughs> One of my One of my daughters really had trouble when learning to read, had a lot of questions about, well, why does an R look like that? I don't like the way the R looks. Why can't we change it? Well, why does this make that special sound? I don't like that. I'm looking at their handwriting, and it's like all these funky letters, and I'm like, what is that? They're like, well, I didn't like the way that that letter looks, so I made it up. (laughs) I mean, this is the way the world works, right? I, I said, I'm sorry, but that is not the way that that you were shown to do that letter. And so I'm going right. to have to erase all these and you're going to have to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, like, they're not going to be able to invent their own language by themselves because they don't like the current language. This is how, <laughs> how the world works, like you <laughs> exactly. said.
1: exactly, Because there is a, a right and a wrong way to do things Mm -hmm. i mean just like you said you can't make up your own lettering for a language nobody will understand you you can't decide i want to drive on the left side of the road today even though i live in america it doesn't work that way i you can't decide i'm gonna double the speed limit every time i drive anywhere you're going to get pulled over like you can't make rules for yourselves in any other aspect of life other than some of these ways of thinking these psychological, like autonomous views of things. Which are
0: just very damaging and teaching the child to be self-centered, to put their needs and their concerns above everyone else. Instead of, you know, whereas Jesus tells us to consider others Mm. better than ourselves. So I wanted to read this. This is from Shepherding the Heart, where they summarize things that you're going to be the foundations for biblical parenting. So he says, um, your children are the product of two things. The first, shaping influence is their physical makeup and their life experience. The second, Godward orientation determines how they interact with that experience. So parenting involves providing the best shaping influences you can and the careful shepherding of your children's responses to those influences. And you're shepherding their heart. You're helping your children see that they were made for relationship with God. In fact, you're missing, okay, I want to talk about this for a second. You're missing the entire gospel, all the gospel opportunities when your child disobeys. That's true. Okay? You're you're not giving them a reason to to get to the heart of their why did you disobey mom? Why did you do that? They need to come to a place where they see, mm. I wanted to do make my own rules and because ultimately I'm in rebellion against God. And against my family, and I need to repent, mm-hmm. and I I need the gospel. I need Jesus. If you don't give your kid, that's why it's a gift to tell your children no, because you're sh- you're giving them the gift of their need of a savior.
1: Right. Just like God's law was meant to show the people like a mirror to show mm-hmm. them their sin. That's what Paul tells us. Just like that, like I mean, we have kids. Maybe this has happened to other parents. I'm sure it has as well. That'll say. You know, as we're talking about uh, disobedience, this is so hard. I just can't obey what a good gospel opportunity that is. Mm -hmm. Well, let me explain to you why it's so hard, honey. You know, I mean, what a great opportunity to discuss the sinfulness of man, depravity, um, Mm -hmm. the hope of Jesus and the gospel and all of that. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. So, again, if you are turning that on its head, as we've said a couple of times already, it's much more difficult to get to a gospel conversation because it doesn't align with the, the biblical worldview at all.
0: I wanted to keep reading this. It says, You have authority because God has made you his agent. This means you mm. are on his errand, not yours. Your task is to help your children know God and the true nature of reality. This will enable them to know themselves. And then since the chief end of man is to glorify God and to mm-hmm. enjoy him forever, you must set such a worldview before your children. You must help them learn that only in him will they find themselves, not that's good. finding their own way.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Biblical
0: goals must be accomplished through biblical methods. Therefore, you must reject the substitute methods that our culture presents. This is why you must read this book. Read that last sentence
1: again. That's really helpful.
0: Biblical goals must be accomplished through biblical methods. Love that. Therefore, you must reject the substitute methods that our culture presents. God Mm. has given two methods for child rearing. They are communication and the rod. And these methods must be woven together in your practice your children need to be known and understood. Thus, rich communication is necessary. They also need authority and firmness. Thus, the rod is necessary. The rod functions to underscore the importance of the things you talk about with them. And just like we can talk about that in a so different instruction, episode.
1: Instruction correction.
0: Yeah, but I was going to mention really quick in mm-hmm. Psalm 23 how it says it's the psalm about the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, but he says your rod and your staff, they right. comfort me. It's a good thing to be disciplined, to be mm. shepherded. The Lord disciplines those he loves yes. and and calls them his, they are his sons. And the ones that aren't
1: disciplined are illegitimate children.
0: Yes. And so we must do this out of love. We are, you know what? There are so many times that we don't feel like, maybe you don't feel like saying no. Maybe you don't feel like. Dealing with something. Maybe you don't feel like dealing with the heart issue right then. Mm. And guess what? You got to be the faithful parent. You have to do it. And the obedient parent. The Yes. Be obedient to God. And your children will see that. Okay. And we tell our kids that. We're obeying God right now by us dealing with, with this. Right. And we love you too much. I want to mention this. To lead so, you to yourself.
1: So some... And I've heard this um, errant view is that, well... If we're Christians, we want to show our children grace. First of all, yes, absolutely, we need to show our children grace. But let's define that a little bit. What people usually mean by we need to show our children grace is instead of disciplining them and expecting obedience, then we'll let that go and that's showing them grace. In actuality, number one, that's the parent disobeying God Mm. because we're not disciplining them and we're not holding them to that standard. And number two is actually showing them more grace, the children, more grace to discipline them and to show them how they measure up to that standard and hold them accountable. That's actually showing more grace than letting something slide that should be dealt with.
0: Because we are the means of grace in their lives. In fact, and this is something we've talked to our children about, too, it is God's grace when he reveals sin In our lives and in our children's lives, when he brings that to light and then we can repent and it is dealt with, it is a, it is God's mercy and grace that does that.
1: Oh, absolutely. In in all of our lives, that's how it is, right? It's a mercy and grace for our sin to be revealed and for us to come to repentance of that. So, I mean, just think about that since we are the, what did you say? The instruments, the means, yeah, the means of grace for our children, we are to be pointing these things out and to show our kids where the boundaries are and when they don't meet that and keeping them accountable for that, because that's what God expects of us. And that's not to be like strict parents with stringent not rules, harsh, right? not harsh, right? Mm-hmm. But we are to expect obedience from our kids because God expects that of us. And obviously we don't earn anything by our obedience. But if we are Christians and we're training our children to be to live like Christians, if we are Christians, God has changed our heart. And so we will want to obey him. It will be our joy to obey him in any way we can, in
0: every way. And here's the thing with my adult life, right? God tells me no. I can't tell you how many times I have You know, what if I've asked God for a Lamborghini and he just doesn't get like I'd ask for that, you know,
1: that's (laughs) That's that's like the last thing you would say.
0: I know, but it just felt like (laughs) a good example. Right. Okay, so I asked for some mansion and, you know, God doesn't give that to me. Instead, he gives me hardship and he gives me suffering because that helps me trust him more and become less dependent on myself. And so If God and God gives his children good gifts, but he also doesn't spoil us with things that are going to take our hearts away from him because that that's kind and gracious and loving. So as parents, we must love like our father loves and tell our children no. We're not giving our kids a very good picture of God when we Tell them yes, and we just give them whatever their heart desires. Because Jeremiah tells us that our heart is deceptive, deceitfully wicked above all else. And so we must lead our kids' hearts. That's why we need to shepherd them. And so, Chris, I don't know if you want to talk about some other, like, practical examples that we've had with our children before we wrap this up.
1: Well, I want to emphasize what you just said. I think it's important that we see ourselves as the authority in the home, the gentle, loving authority in the home, and the leaders, like you just said, we are to shepherd. We are to lead our kids' hearts because they are born not knowing how to do any of this. The, the inclination of the heart from the earliest age is to rebel, mm-hmm. right? It's just like a child who goes to touch the light socket and you say, no, don't touch that. And you can see it in their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You can see in their eyes that they know you, what you're know saying. You know when it clicks, yes. Yeah, because you can see it. And so they go back, look at you, and then go for the light, the, the outlet anyway. And like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> and this is at a very early age. And so just understanding, first of all, that folly is bound up in the heart of a child, right? That from the very earliest age, from... From the time of birth, I mean, a child is, is just entrenched in sin, depraved, mm-hmm. and so we have to train them. We have to train them in the right way, and bring them up in the wisdom and instruction of the Lord, discipline instruction of the Lord, right? And so we just have to have that in mind as we're training them. So it's not like we're taking a blank slate and teaching them the way to live, and there's no sin to deal with. I mean, we're not taking a blank slate. We're taking a sinner. And showing them. We're instructing them, but we're also giving them boundaries. So we're instructing them, we're teaching them how to live, but we're also telling them how not to live because that's a protection and a grace and something that is loving for us to do, whether it be keeping them away from an outlet or a stove or a pool or whatever it may be. You know, know,
0: I'll give another example that might be a little unusual to people, but, um, well, we don't do sleepovers. And so there's an, an example of a gift of no- Okay, that's a hard one. We, Chris and I have made the decision as parents, based on our own life experience, biblical wisdom. We know uh, we've counseled a lot of people in sexual sin and have talked to them about when things started and when they were exposed to certain things. And a lot of times it's at sleepovers. And so Chris and I made the decision, you know what? I just don't think it's wise. We're not going to allow that. And so our daughter came to us, you know, can I come to this sleep? Can I go to this sleepover? Um, my other friends are going. And so we've talked about that, explained the child understood. The child understood like the wisdom there, trusted us based on, it didn't just happen right then. They trusted us. It was built on years upon years of that trust being built. The, the child re- trusted us and responded well she was able to go up until right before they went to bed but Chris and I had decided that that would be best and so we've stuck to that unless we've been present we've done a few things where we've been present and we've invited other parents to come for like a special birthday and said we will be there all night and any anyone's welcome and all of that but that's an example of that was a hard thing to say no yeah. to because you start feeling like am I crazy? Why am I the only parent? But you're like, "You know what? God has given this conviction. We know this is the right thing to do in this case, and we are going to stick with it." And could she have made a biblical appeal? Yes, we could have thought through it, and you know, she could have given us why why she thought that it would be a good idea, and we could have reconsidered. But that's what we've decided and she didn't actually make a biblical appeal she, and if you ask her now, she will say, "I'm thankful for my parents protecting me because yes, it might have been fun but also there are so many other things I see the wisdom in my parents saying no in that case And so there are countless examples of that that we could go into, but that's that's one that I've really really thought might be helpful right here. We're going to
1: wrap it up here in a second. But one thing I want to draw out just really quickly from what you just said, we are going to have an episode maybe next on um, the hearts of your children and gaining the hearts of your children. And just the fact, just kind of you heard that interaction or about the interaction between us and our daughter. And if you don't have your child's heart, then those conversations are really difficult to have Mm -hmm. because there's not. Respect coming from them. And so we'll be talking about that. And we're actually going to have a small interview with her as well, Mm -hmm. which I think will be really neat. So, yes. It is a gift to tell your child no because you're setting up boundaries for them to show them the way to live, holding them accountable, just as we see in the Bible, the way that God does. And it makes it easier for your children to see. Who God is, what the gospel is, rather than flipping it on its head and giving them, allowing them to autonomously make their own decisions, we are holding them accountable and showing them the expectations, lovingly leading them and teaching them and correcting them. And as parents, that is the loving and gracious thing to do,
0: and of course with Tim Hawkins when he jokes, where we got this episode from? He's being extreme to be funny, right? We're not talking about just going around being like rude jerks to our children. <laughs> no. We're talking about like they ask for something and you're like no, and you get Can like I have breakfast? Lo- uh,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> not just for the fun of it. Just say no, no, it's not. No, what we're, we're not
0: talking about that. We're just talking about literally leading our children, and this is countercultural now. Mm-hmm. In such in a surprising way, so let's make sure that we're biblical.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, let's pray, and then we will tell you how to contact us. Lord God, we thank you for the grace and the mercy that you show to us in the cross of Christ. God, we thank you that you don't leave us on our own, or you don't leave us without a revelation, without a word, to know how to live. And to know how to come to you lord but you give us your word the bible so that we can see the truth or so that we encounter, can encounter the living god and we thank you for that and i pray that you would help us as parents to be consistent with our children be loving and gracious as we set up boundaries for their good for their safety for the good of their soul and lord i pray that you would help us to lead them to christ lord to show them and tell them the gospel, God, and help us to be faithful, obedient parents. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you for listening today. If you would like to ask us questions or suggest a topic or anything like that, you can reach out to us by emailing us at contact at parentingtheword.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Bye.
0: God We are yours